You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Corks one into right down the line. It may go. And you're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. Here's your host, Brent McMillan. Matt Carpenter, get it done right here. 3-2 pitch. How has it signed? He sets himself. He checks. He kicks. And he pitches. Swing and a long, high fly ball to right field. The Cardinals win this one on a grand slam home run by Matt Carpenter. In the bottom of the 11th, he hit it a ton out of here. He touches them all, and the Cardinals win it 8-4. That's Matt Carpenter's walk-off grand slam back on April the 27th of this year, probably one of the best moments on radio so far in this 2017 season. And with it, we say welcome to an All-Star Week edition of the Cardinals Insider Podcast. My name is Brett McMillan. Since it is All-Star Week, we're taking the chance to show off some All-Star audio from our Cardinals audio archives. We could play hours of great stuff from the past 125 years of Cardinal history But you get to hear a lot of the more famous calls from 125 years of Redbird baseball. And so we want to kind of bring you some of the classics today, but we're also going to bring you what I would call deep cuts, too. A call or two that you probably either have never heard because you weren't alive, or maybe just ones that you haven't heard quite as much. We're going to do it decade by decade, just picking one or two pieces from each era. And we begin in the 20s. With the 1926 World Series, game number seven, Yankee Stadium in New York, and the Yankees trailing by one with the bases loaded and two out in the bottom of the seventh. Gover Cleveland Alexander had pitched in game number six for the Cardinals, but came on to face future Hall of Famer Tony Lazari to try to get the Redbirds out of a jam with the game on the line. It is going to be Grover Cleveland Alexander. Oh, Pete will come on. The veteran Alexander will try to put out the fire here in the last half of the seventh inning. He'll first be faced by Tony Lazari. Again, the runners take their long two-out bases loaded leads. The pitch is one on and this for strike three. And that is all for the New York Yankees in the last half of the seventh inning as all Pete comes in in a situation that will go down as one of the most... The Cardinals would win the game, sealing their first world championship in franchise history. We move on to the 1930s. And our audio here isn't necessarily of a play, but the result of a play. Kind of a quirky little chapter in an amazing season for the Gas House Gang in 1934. Joe Medwick had gone hard into third base during Game 7 of the 1934 World Series in Detroit, and the fans there didn't really take kindly to that with the Cardinals already up to a big, big lead in Game number 7. So when Ducky Medwick headed out to the outfield the next inning, things got a little complicated. Building him with vegetables. Boy, these fans are really boiling. Now Medwick is being called by Judge Landis. The commissioner is going to straighten things out. The conference is very brief. Frankie Frisch steps away and he isn't looking very happy. Yes, Medwick has been told to leave the game so the Detroit fans will let the There's some video we've shown you on our Cardinals Insider TV show before of Ducky throwing his glove against the back wall of the dugout as he was ushered off of the field in Detroit. And from what I understand, His wife actually had that glove bronzed for him 
and he kept it throughout the rest of his life as kind of a memento to a strange moment in his career and a strange moment in Cardinal history. On to the 40s, and there's no shortage of winning moments to pick from here, but we've settled on Game 5 of the 42 World Series. Cardinals up three games to one on the New York Yankees. The ball game is tied at two in the top of the ninth inning as Cardinal hitter Whitey Kurowski faces Yankee pitcher Red Ruffin. Kurowski swings and drives one to deep left field. Going, 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 going. It is gone. In there for a home run for Whitey Kurowski. And Whitey Kurowski crosses the plate after having hit a home run. He was denied earlier in the game when his tremendous drive went to the left of the foul pole. This time it was not to be denied and drove one just inside the foul pole for a home run. The Cardinals lost game one of that series against New York and then they went on to win four straight, including three in New York, to take the first World Series of what would be three of them in that 1940s decade. On to the 50s we move, and that one, not one of the winningest decades in Cardinal history, but it was the middle decade of Stan the Man Musial's career. On May the 13th, 1958, Musial found himself at 2,999 hits. He also was on the bench because Cardinal manager Fred Hutchinson wanted him to sit the last day of a series at Chicago so he could hit his 3,000th hit back home in St. Louis. But down two in the sixth inning with the pitcher's spot up, well, Stan was called on to do what Stan did best. Line drive, there it is! Into left field! Hit number 3,000! A run is scored! Musial around first! On his way to second with a double! Holy cow, he came through! Listen to the crowd! Time is called! Standing ovation! Frank Dascoli goes over to second base and gives him the ball! He throws it into the Cardinal dugout! Terry Moore has it. Here are the photographers out on the field. Harry Carey on the call on the Cardinal Radio Network. On to the 60s we move, and once again the Cardinals getting dramatic back on the big stage. For the third time in today's show, we head to New York. The Cardinals down two games to one in the 64 World Series, trailing 3 to nothing in the top of the sixth inning, and it's Missourian Ken Boyer with one of the most famous home runs in series history. There's a driveway back. It might be. It could be. It is a home run. Listen to the crowd. Kenny Boyer, long time due in this World Series, just became the ninth player to hit a grand slammer. He hit a changeup. I drive deep into the that grand slam won the game for the Cardinals, and the Redbirds also took the series from New York in seven games. On to the 1970s, where many of the great moments revolved around Lou Brock. But he wasn't the only performer with a big game or two during the 1970s decade. For instance, how about what Bob Forsh did on April the 16th, 1978? The outfield is straight away, reaches in, so is Hernandez. Here's the pitch from Porsche to Boa. A swing and a ground ball to third. Reach has it. Throws. No hitter. Oh! And Porsche has won his third game of the year, and he is mobbed by his teammates. For my money, the 1980s, probably the MVP of an audio all-star game if we got one together. There is just a lot of winning. Jack Buck captured all of it beautifully. 
Now, you've heard Jack say adios and go crazy before. You've heard the big calls. But Whitey Ball, that era, producing some really fun regular season moments. And it's actually Mike Shannon behind the microphone. On August the 22nd, 1982, Cardinals and Giants tied at four apiece in the 12th inning. And catcher Glenn Brummer on third. And he decided in a couple of ways that it was time to go home. At the belt. Checks. Brummer stealing home. He is safe. And the Cardinals win. Brummer stole home. The dugout comes out and they congratulate him. You wouldn't believe it. Glenn Brummer steals home. And now the Giants are out arguing about the call. In the 90s, Mark McGuire is the headline if we're talking audio all-stars. But we played McGuire's biggest home runs on a recent podcast, which you can check out at cardinals.com slash podcast. So for our 90s call, we look elsewhere. To 1996, in fact. It's Tony La Russa's first year as a manager here in St. Louis. The Redbirds would win the Central, and a young Joe Buck tells us about it via the Cardinal Radio Network. Just missed outside 2-2. Two and two. You look down and you see the Cardinal ownership group, and you just have to smile. They're living and dying with every pitch here in the ninth inning. And in their first year at the controls, they get to head to the postseason. What a reward for this first-year group. Liriano hits it down the line and right into the corner. Jordan is there. He has it. And the Cardinals wrap it up. The Cardinal dugout explodes onto the field. Everyone gathers on the mound, hugging Dennis Eckersley. It's a 7-1 Cardinal win. And the Cardinals have made it to the final field of eight. They have qualified for postseason by winning the NL Central Division. Get ready, St. Louis. Postseason baseball is coming back. Ten years later, the Cardinals go to the World Series, and it's an improbable run in 2006, barely just slipping in as the wild card that year. But then they heated up. They faced Detroit in the World Series, and Jeff Weaver, who was a late ad midseason for the St. Louis Cardinals, would win game number five behind eight innings and just one earned run. He also notched nine strikeouts, including this one here. Weaver's pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Nine strikeouts for Jeff Weaver. On to the ninth the inning. Cardinals it's the young Adam Wainwright on to nail things down. He, wants. he brings it home. In. Swing and a miss. The Cardinals are world champions for 2006 as Wainwright greets the catcher and a mob of the pitcher and catcher on the mound here at Bush Stadium. The Cardinals are the world champions for 2006. The 10th world championship in their illustrious franchise history, and it goes to number 10, the Cardinal manager, Tony La Russa. So now we got to pick from the current decade, and that's a tough task because we've been very fortunate with how much winning the franchise has done. A lot of great moments. I think most Cardinal fans would say that David Freeze's Game 6 walk-off in 2011 is certainly probably the play of the decade on radio and otherwise. However... The triple to tie that game in the ninth inning and even get it to the 11th where he hits the home run doesn't nearly get enough credit in my mind. Swing it along one in the right. Get up, baby. Get up. Get up. It's at the wall. It is off the wall. One run in. Here comes Berkman. Over to third goes Freeze. We're tied. Seven. Seven. Yeah. How about that? The crowd just jumps through the speakers in that 2011 World Series. 
And they did the same thing the next night after game six. Into game seven, as you know, the Cardinals won the whole thing. They came from nowhere to astound the baseball world. They win this one six to two. Here's what I love about baseball. Here's what I love about the Cardinals. Will another moment ever usurp 2011 as the moment of this decade and one of the top in franchise history? Who knows? What I do know, though, is that this has been a lot of fun. I think we're going to do it again next year at the All-Star break because we have a lot of audio that we couldn't get to that I know you definitely would enjoy. Glad to have had you listen. If you'd like to listen or subscribe via iTunes or Podbean, you can simply go to those sites and then search St. Louis Cardinals Podcast We encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, Even if your rating or review is something you'd like to hear different, we would love to hear from you and make the podcast something that you really enjoy. You can also check out the Cardinals Insider TV show. We relive a lot of great Cardinal history there as well. Plus, we cover the 2017 team, and we do a lot more revolving around Cardinal Nation. Local listings for the show at cardinals.com slash insider. You can watch via the MLB at Bat app, full episodes, or individual stories. Just go to the video section, type in Cardinals Insider, or you can get stories and full episodes on demand at cardinals.com slash video. That's it for today's episode. Hope that you enjoy the Home Run Derby and as well the uh, Midsummer Classic from Miami. We're back every Tuesday with a new episode. Until next time, I'm Brett McMillan, and this is the Cardinals Insider Podcast. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.